Welcome to the Creative Dance. My name is Adil Constantine. I'm Genki Hagata. And this podcast, we're just a couple of dads in the creative world where we have our day job, but we also do own cre- work on creative stuff um, after work. And and in this episode, we figured we'd kind of start by uh, giving you a little bit of background about us, about this podcast and what it's about, and um, some of the podcast goals that we have for it. Um, I don't know. I, I I love the community that we, we both, you know, joined and the fact that I got to meet you and just talking about starting this podcast together has been a blast. And I'm really excited about where this podcast is going. Definitely. I feel the same way. Like I've had the desire to kind of start a podcast for a long time. And until meeting you, I like it hasn't been, you know, it, I didn't really push myself to actually start one. I've had the idea to start one, have a few different topics of a podcast to start, but um, I've, met you and I think this creative dad's idea is is perfect for both of us yeah I think it's it's very fitting and the fact that we both kind of just you know clicked um and we have so much in common I feel that we can it's like the perfect you know setup for for a host and a co-host of a podcast and I've always wanted to start a podcast I just you know didn't know about what I knew because you know like I am on YouTube um you know on Instagram and all the social media but I so I've, I've created basically a bunch of content from like video to audio to, uh, sorry, from video to pictures to text. Um, but I just wanted another outlet for audio um, and podcasts is just always kept popping up in my head. Yeah. And, and for me, it's almost the opposite. I've had tons of ideas of podcasts because I've been without a community for such a long time and I'm in my cave, I guess, of creating all these things and I have all this knowledge that I want to share with everyone and I want to inspire people but um, I just didn't quite have the outlet like a podcast to share that until yeah. now yeah. yeah so yeah in the creative podcast you know we're gonna talk about that stuff me personally I have one kid 10 month old uh, baby boy his name is Ari I love him to death the kid just like puts a smile on my face <laughs> every day every time I see him <laughs> Um, and you have a kid as well too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it just so happens. Another reason why I think we click so well is my son is, he just turned one. Um, yeah. So we like have that in common too. And yeah, the same as you, he's awesome. I I love coming home to him every day or just being home with him all the time. Dude, isn't it fun just working from home? (laughs) Yeah. It's so distracting working from home. It's very distracting. Yeah. It's very distracting. And, um, but I don't know, it's just fun. Like, I feel like he knows, you know, when I'm working from home and he's like constantly trying to like find me. (laughs) Yeah. No, my guy's walking and he knows where I work and he'll run away from grandma and just push my office door open and have me pick him up. And like today he was sitting on my desk for a long time and it was super awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Genki is, he, he's, he's the, IG guy. He does like his vlogs and, you know, uh, posts on IG. I do too, but mostly for me is YouTube. I'm focusing more on YouTube. Um, you want to tell me why you started with, with Instagram and why you love it so much? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's slowly changed in the last few days as I've moved stuff over to YouTube. But in, in the beginning, so a little bit background on my Instagram stuff, um, I started daily vlogging at the beginning of this year. It was like January 4th, I think, was the official start of dailies. 
Um, and I started on Instagram stories just because for me, it was kind of organic. I stumbled into wanting more creative stories and I was editing just on my phone and posting them to stories from back in mid 2017. Uh, and then, you know, it, come January, I kind of figured that I needed to pick up my real camera and start shooting video more seriously. And I just one day turned into another and I just posted more and more on stories and accidentally turned into daily. Um, and at the beginning, I always had the intention of moving to YouTube because that's where I thought video lived. Uh, then I found other creators like Jesse Driftwood and other people who were vlogging basically on Instagram stories. So I just kind of stuck it out. Then IGTV came out and that was a thing for a while. I mean, it still is, but <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, yeah, I was, it was IGTV. It was hyped like big time. And I know a bunch of creators jumped on it right away because they're like, oh, this is going to be the new thing. You know, it's it's competing with YouTube. Um, yeah. But like, it's kind of hard to compete with YouTube. YouTube has, you know, established themselves very well. And yeah, it's the second biggest search engine. Yeah. that And that's, that's the biggest thing is the searchability and being able to get your people, you know, get your videos in front of people's eyes. Um, a lot quicker, a lot easier, um, where IGTV, they're still working on, on that future. Yeah, um, they're very much still working on it. And to the discoverability side of things, and I could go on for days about what I think IGTV needs, but uh, <laughs> I think that was one of the reasons why I started shooting horizontally and moved to YouTube in the last few days was just because things get buried really fast on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and videos, like vlogs or things that you create that kind of serve a longer purpose than just a snap that's a story. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like those need to kind of exist on a better platform that's easier to find, um, that has a channel page that, that, you know, has categories, all the things that YouTube does. Yeah. Um, so I know we kind of, we kind of jumped um, through uh, <laughs> our, our little episode layout thing, but so let's, let's take a step back. Um, and kind of just to, to give you guys a little bit of background about us um, and who we are as a as a person, as a dad, as a, and as a creative. Um, do you want to go ahead and start first? Yeah, sure. So I don't know how far back in my backstory you want me to go, but uh, I'll try to get so, through the early years pretty quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I I try to think back, like what my initial creative you know backstory was and. I remember as a kid always asking my dad to draw pictures for me out of like comic books or characters that I liked on TV and yeah. I would always trace them. So that was kind of my first, I think my first step into art. And then I don't know why I just remembered this today, but in fourth grade I got the full collection of Dragon Ball Z manga and <laughs> I would bring them to school and I started a drawing club somehow and we would just copy like panels from the from the manga and just show them to each other and i think from there i really took off in in drawing and then fast forward through middle school and high school i kept working on it um it wasn't i wasn't ever that good at drawing to where i would become a professional illustrator but i was very much motivated by animation and all the pixar movies that were coming out back then uh, yeah. late 90s early 2000s for me and uh yeah, so I tried, I tried going into doing animation and Flash and then Photoshop, and I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. I was like, well, I'm not that good. Tried architecture. That didn't work out. 
tried graphic design, that kind of stuck. I worked as a freelance graphic designer for a while. Um, and then at the same time as doing graphic design, I stumbled into web design and then figured that I needed to start coding my own web pages. So taught myself how to do HTML and CSS. That's and awesome. then that kind of, that kind of snowballed into more of the dev world. Um, and here I am now, I'm, I'm a full on web engineer and like, that's my day job. That's cool, dude. It's funny you mentioned about um, a couple of things um, about your dad drawing, um, the, you know, uh, characters for you and all that. When I was a kid, I was fascinated because my dad, he used to do, I forgot, uh, I forgot the name for it. Um, uh, I, I know there's a term and a name for it, but basically what he used to do, he used to take like um, pictures and then he'll draw a grid on top of it. And then on another paper... He'll draw a bigger grid, like just an empty blank paper. He'll draw a bigger grid oh, and yeah, basically yeah. copy each pixel, I guess, or each square. Yeah, each um, You copy it over to the, to the, to the blank piece of paper. Uh, yeah, that's so grid. funny. That's exactly how my dad taught me how to draw, the same exact way. <laughs> It, it was like to me. I'm like, oh, this is so easy. And it, the the really like, if you think about it, if you just step back and think about the concept, it it really sums up the creative process. Is that you have this big picture, but if you try to go at it right away, like it can be really hard at first. So it's it's it's, it's like you have to start small. You have to start in that little square, you know. And then so you draw and you just match that little square to the big square. And then square after square, at, at, some, at the end, you're just going to have this blown up picture that you drew, you know, this drawing of that small picture that you put a grid on it. And just that concept. And to me, it was like easy to grasp uh, to basically copy that picture and blow it up into a big drawing. And that was like my first like, like this is so cool i want to take every single picture and like just blow it up with my drawing um but then he also used to sing a lot he's from a family like full of musicians basically he has um four four siblings and they all play an instrument he was the only one that didn't play an instrument he was the singer (laughs) part of the family built-in band yeah yeah seriously um and so I don't know, he bought me like this little keyboard thing and I used to spend hours on it, like trying to figure out how to um, play certain songs. And um, and he like he had an ear for it, you know, but he didn't know how to play. But he can like kind of like show me the notes and like kind of play things by ear a little bit. And then once I hear that, I'm like, oh, OK, so this that's how you do it. And then I'll take that and then like I'll learn the whole song. Um, so music was like huge in, in my life, um, growing up. So was, was that, was music like your first creative endeavor? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and my parents caught onto it like quick and they, so like, I think I was like seven when I started taking piano lessons. Um, and I loved I love the piano lessons. I love learning, um, you know, music as a whole and how to read and write. Um, and then basically I learned all the classical pieces, you know, that they taught me. But then I also, and I, you know, on my 
free time or like just me jamming out. I learned like songs from um, our day to day life. And I come from an, a Middle Eastern background. So um, I was born in the Middle East. I came to the US in 2001. Um, and so for me, like music has been the one thing that helped me communicate with people. Like, because when I came here, like I, I barely knew any English. Um, and every now and then my little fob accent comes out in certain words. Um, I don't ever it, hear it by the way. Uh, probably because we haven't hung out and had drinks <laughs> together. <laughs> right. <laughs> it usually comes out after a couple of drinks. Um, That's funny. But yeah, it was so after after the piano, just to kind of go back to that um, uh, to that story. When I was like eleven or twelve, I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm, now I started like listening to, um, you know, like rock bands and all that stuff. I'm like, man, I wanna I wanna pick up a guitar and learn it. So my parents bought me my first guitar, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna. They saw me like playing it every day and actually I like figured out some of the chords like on my own like we didn't have internet like there was no such thing as tabs or oh um, man like, tabs you know, um and I like I'm like oh man this sounds good you know which I later on figured out oh that was the A chord the A minor chord A minor chord was the first chord that I that I figured out how to play and I actually did it before I learned it was an A chord um, nice and so, and um, it's funny because I went to this, um, this was in Syria. They uh, put me in this music school um, and my uh, professor, my teacher, uh, the Tommy guitar, he was Japanese and his name was Satoshi Miyano. Till now, I will never forget that name because that guy, like he was a genius you know, when it came to the guitar, like he, so he will teach me how to play and then he'll give me pieces to, you know, to practice on. And then he'll be like, okay, this is your homework. Um, you know, next time I see you, you're going to play me this whole piece. And then, so I'll come next week and all what he does, he'll just sit on his chair and look up to the ceiling, close his eyes, and then I'll play the piece. And then he'll be like, you know, after I'm done, he goes like, okay, page two on line five, like, oh, man, that's play nuts. that again. Like, he was wow. crazy. He's like, play that again. I'm like, and I know deep down inside, I'm like, shit, like, that's right. I messed up over there and he caught it. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyways, long story short, um, I actually graduated from that music school. They had like a little graduation thing where... Um, you know, we got on stage and it was me. I did a solo piece and I did um, uh, a duo piece with another guitarist. Um, and that was that was like my favorite thing. That was my favorite part of the day is I'll go to school and then I'll come home, um, have lunch or whatnot. And then I'll pick up my guitar, go to, to, to music school. And, you know, so music school was separate then from your regular school. Yes, yes. Those are like, they put me in like a specialized music school. Um, and so after that, like, well, to me, like after at that point, I used to carry my guitar everywhere. Um, I grew up in a, in a Christian family. My mom is Catholic and my dad is um, Greek Orthodox. So 
I used to be part of two different churches because I wanted to keep them both happy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I was in like youth groups and, and all that. And we used to go like trips and all that. And I always they're, they're like, oh, bring your guitar, bring your guitar. And that was always a thing. Um, and one day um, uh, a friend of mine, he just came back from France. Um, and he's like, dude, he handed me, he's like, just listen to this. It's it's banned here. You can't get it here, but this is Metallica, the Black Album. I was like, all right, and I listened to it. <laughs> Man, dude, it was funny because like they have a different mentality there. Like they they're like, oh, Metallica is the music of the devil. Oh, if you play it backwards, you know, it's the devil talking. Oh yeah, to you. it's all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's funny, like I used to enjoy it, but then at the same time, I kind of feel guilty. Like it's just the mentality there made me feel that way. But really? That really, wow. Yeah, that really prepared me, like because um, when our papers kind of uh, finalized and we, you know, moved to the U.S., um, I had to go to high school. Um, and I, like I said, I didn't, I barely knew any English. I knew like how to kind of read and write. Um, but then like having a conversation with somebody was like so difficult. The slang, everything goes above my head. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the my first year, um, I had to retake my junior year in high school. Um, and I saw that there was a guitar class. I was like, sweet, I'll take that. That would be, you know, a place where I'm kind of comfortable in. And because, you know, music is a, is an international language. Um, yeah, totally. So, and you knew Metallica, so you're, and I you're knew right Metallica, right? <clears throat> yeah. And then what's funny is I took that class and it was totally, I was totally beyond it. Like she was teaching basics and I'm like everything she shows me how, you know, to, she's showing how to play or teaches and how to read music. I already knew all that. I literally used to sleep through the class. <laughs> um, and then like when she like catches me, like a deal, like play this. And then I'm like, like, I'll just play it like with my eyes closed and everybody like, Oh my gosh, this guy's genius. You know, he's amazing. And that was, that was my first like pathway to making friends in high school was, you know, awesome. playing music. And, um, so I had to carry my guitar with me every day to school. So a lot of times at lunchtime, they'll ask me to play this. Can you play that? And because like I, I don't know, I developed an ear um, just learning how to, you know, do covers and all that, so, all that stuff. So lunchtime, it used to be kind of a game. Like people will just, hey, Adil, listen to this. And can you play it? And then like I'll listen to it. I'll take, you know, like about five to ten minutes and at least I'll get the chords down. And that used to blow people's mind wow. um, in, in school. And that that was that was a blast. And so after that, <clears throat> um, my senior year, well, after its junior year, I kind of I got a job, my first job at Safeway as a grocery bagger, um, which is so funny because I think we we're talking about this the other day. Yeah. I worked at Safeway as well. <laughs> um, and Safeway, honestly, and it's funny because like, you know, at home we speak Arabic and my family, you know, my mom, and my dad, both of them, you know, they, they had to work because we basically came here and started from scratch. We had to kind of build ourselves. Um, and you know, they, they got the jobs with, you know, friend of a friend, you know, and all that. So 
kind of like in the Arab community um, here in Arizona. And my dad is like, here, why don't you come, you know, work with me at this gas station? I'm like, no, dad, if I work with you and work with a bunch of Arabs, my English will never get better. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to get a job at, you know, like just at a grocery store or something. And then that's when I went to apply to Safeway and I got hired. And man, I can tell you so many stories about embarrassing stories like people ask me where certain things are and i'm like i don't even know what you're asking me and <laughs> the one that always sticks with me is somebody asked me where yeast is and i was like what the heck is yeast you know <laughs> and but it's because of that like putting myself you know in there like throwing me yeah. throwing myself in the water like i eventually learned how to swim and knew you know what certain things are called um and by forming friends and all that stuff start learning some of the slang and that's how kind of my english started getting better in my senior year it was a lot easier i had you know i made more friends i was more comfortable you know talking to people and all that but um so that that's yeah. like music has always been a huge part of my life um oh and then i became like um i joined the the school jazz band so i was i started doing jazz and mostly nice. because I, I didn't study jazz um like you know back in the middle east so it was a new venue for me a new uh, place to to kind of like expand my skills um so jazz was fun and then i dated a girl her dad was a pastor um at um, a big church here. Um, it's one of those um, uh, Pentecostal church where they have like a huge stage and a big orchestra band. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> not your typical church that you think of like a Catholic church. Um, so after going, you know, she told me to, you know, like, hey, you want to come check out my, my church? I'm like, sure. And then so I started going there and then I loved the, the music ministry. So I joined the music ministry and started playing every single Sunday. Um, and then the um, the youth ministry saw me and they're like, hey, dude, you want to join the youth ministry band? I was like, heck, yeah. I like I just took anything that comes my way. I just I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll try it. That's awesome. Um, so that that was that. And then just fast forward um, to like a couple of years ago, you know, I, I started dabbling with YouTube um, and <clears throat> that's when I like seriously start like I fell in love with videography. Um, I started as a gaming channel, you know, so I was just doing a screen capture and just trying to be comfortable on the on the camera uh, because, mm -hmm. I you know, I did commentary on the games plus live streaming and so um and then my wife and i decided to adopt a baby and then i was like oh dude i want to like record this whole journey uh, and that's when i started doing vlogs and then i enjoyed vlogs more than gaming so i stopped nice. doing gaming and switched completely to vlogs um and it's just it's, it's awesome like i love looking back and seeing how i started and all the different um artsy avenues that I went into and to just I've, I've always had that passion that love for art and I appreciate it even certain things like that I'm not good at like like you typography and mm -hmm. drawing like I, I used to draw when I was little like I said but then because I got so much into music that kind of got put on back burner and then eventually off the burner <laughs> yeah um, and so I haven't really practiced drawing or painting at all um, but I, I do appreciate and respect the people that do because it, it takes 
you know, I, I don't know. It's to me, it's like magic taking an image out of your your brain and put it on paper using. Your oh, name. I feel the same way about music. <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, music is is like. Where is it? I have a poster here that says, um, "Music is what feelings sound like." And yeah, this poster like just spoke to me. I'm like, this is so true because I've I've been in situations, you know. Because when we moved, like I was, um, at first I wasn't really happy about it, you know, just because I missed all my friends and like I uh, and all that stuff it was hard to adjust to to the new culture. So. Um, through ups and downs, like, I always kind of, like, just wrote music. Like, that was my way of expressing my feelings to the world. Um, and even to my parents, like, I, I've i always found it hard to speak my feelings to my parents. So my guitar was, was my buddy. Like, I, this is what I used to, to kind of just vent. <laughs> Whether I'm angry or, you know, um, feeling sad or happy, it's just that's how I expressed it. That's super um, cool. Thanks, man. I know this was kind of like a, a long background story um, about myself, but no, it's kind of it's totally cool. It, like you you've showed so many examples of you kind of jumping into the, you know, jumping into the deep end and going outside of your comfort zone, and like uh, every single example of that kind of ended in a happy story, right? Like <laughs> yeah, you, you gained something from it. You you learned English because you didn't stay in your comfort zone. Um, and I think that's exactly how you kind of got to where you are now. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. it it's it, to me, it, I've always had that mindset, like, you know, whenever I get into something, I have to give it like a hundred percent, like 110%. Um, because, you know, like I, I get very obsessive about things that I start enjoying <laughs> and my wife tells me that all the time. Like even when You're I told right. that I'm I'm starting a podcast. Oh really? <laughs> right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so YouTube, um, Instagram, podcast. Um, yep, all of the things. All of the things. And, and that's exactly why. I, yeah, I am. I'm, I was gonna. Say, I'm exactly the same way, and that's precisely why I don't do any kind of gaming or anything like that. Yeah, like I used to. Um, I love watching shows, um, and like. To me, I loved binging on a show, um, and I was like guilty of that when I took my break from YouTube. Um, you know, when we adopted our son, because it was like hard to kind of do any kind of creative work um, and keep up with you know the dealing with adoption agency and all the paperwork that we had to get done, and um, being a dad for the first time and taking care of a, a newborn, all that stuff like kind of took me out away from the creative world for for a while and so my only thing was like oh i'll just you know i have a baby putting it to sleep i'm gonna watch some netflix while i do that <laughs> you know right um and like i just and then after a while i'm like man i totally wasted <laughs> i don't know how many hours <laughs> i don't know how many nights watching this you know show that i eventually got tired of um, right. And now, like, I, I'm telling myself and, like, my friends, I'm like, don't tell me about a show. I'm not going to watch it. If I'm going <laughs> to watch something, I'm going to watch a movie because that's only going to take, like, an hour or two hours of my exactly. time. Um, and, and, yeah, and even video games. Video games has been kind of like when I'm totally in a, either in a rut 
or like my brain is fried and I just want to like relax, do something brainless, then I'll play video games. Because what I've been playing lately is, is like Rocket League and um, or Call of Duty is something that doesn't take a lot of thinking. <laughs> you know? I've never even heard of Rocket League. Dude, Rocket League is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, it's, if you combine, <laughs> combine like RC cars and soccer, and that's what you get. You get Rocket League. Because you're basically funny. driving a car trying to hit this giant ball into a goal. <laughs> you know, Look I think up. I've seen a commercial <laughs> for like esports or something that showed that. Yeah, it's, it's like huge now. Like there's a lot of, you know, um, I think they just wrapped up like the sixth or seventh championship. Um, and it's usually it ends up being on, on esports. Um, like, a, sorry, like a, what is it called? The IGN. Is there an IGN channel? There's a TV channel that does like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like gaming sports and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And same thing with Overwatch. Overwatch, I got when I got into it, I, I got kind of obsessive for <laughs> for a little bit because I wanted <laughs> to get really good, um, and then I just got frustrated because Overwatch was like matching me up with other people that didn't care about playing as a team. They just ran. <laughs> um, anyways so let's let's get back into it so um so you said you're you know you're um a web engineer um during the day and then yep. you know you do your creative um stuff after that um is that like would be your side hustle or do you have any other side hustles i don't know if i consider everything that I do a side hustle. Everything to me is like a side project right now. And that like, I don't, I don't expect any outcome other than personal enjoyment or like as an outlet for creativity, right? Like side hustle to me kind of embodies something that, you know, you're going to make money or you're going to switch careers or like that's eventually going to become your main hustle. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see, especially my, my video and photo work or anything like that. I don't see that as, something that will eventually turn into a big main hustle for me. Um, it's more like a hobby that I really enjoy. Nice. And, and I, and I kind of see that like you, you, the, the approach that you take with, you know, um, with your videos and, uh, and all that, I can see that you do it because you enjoy it. Not because, you know, you're, um, trying to get subscribers and all that stuff. I mean, it's nice to, right. to kind of build a community around something that you love, uh, but it doesn't come off that way. It just comes out that you're having fun doing that. You know, you're just being a dad and vlogging your day and, you know, capturing those special moments with your kid and stuff like that. Um, and that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So much of it is for myself. Basically, all of it is for myself, and it's all for documentation, especially where the vlogs are considered, right? It's all yeah. stuff that I want to look back on later. And even just the last few months that I've done, just going through the archive and taking a look at what I've done, you know, mm -hmm. there's already examples of improvement of things that I've gotten better at. And then there's all that nostalgia of like when my baby was six months old or four months old and how little he was and, and all those good feelings. Yeah. And that's really why kind of I like fell in love with vlogging and kind of stopped doing the gaming stuff is I wanted to build that library of videos capturing those like 
special days of my life you know like we started with the with the adoption journey so i have a video of when we submitted the paperwork i have a video when we got our um uh, what do you call it um home study done uh, i have a video when we got the approve ap approval i have a video of when we got matched and it's just like having all that documented and i can actually go back and watch and i can have my son you know, in the future, go back and watch. Right, like, like that's so exciting to think about. It's, it's exciting and it's powerful at the same time. I mean, these are the things that you know we didn't have back. Um, like to me, I didn't have one when I was when I was young. But, you know, like I have a bunch of pictures of myself, but we never really had home videos. So, um, and it's funny. I always watch these movies where, like, you know, the character is shown his son the home video or like. Um, Something like that. And I'm like, man, I wish I had home videos. Like, my right. parents, they just weren't into video. They, they took a lot of pictures, which is cool, mm -hmm. um, just not video. Um, and, yeah. <clears throat> and to me, it's because, like, I got into vlogging and, you know, I start developing those, like, the, the video skills and, um, and photo skills. Um, after a while, like, people are like, dude, you should, like, try to do this, you know, as, as your you know, as a business type of thing. Cause I got asked like, Hey, can you, do you mind taking our pictures, you know, for, um, uh, our engagement or, Hey, do you mind taking pictures of my family? And from that, I'm like, actually this can be a cool side hustle. It's something that I enjoy doing and it's fun and it, it like tickles my creative brain, but at the same time I can get paid from it. And that's kind of why I, you know, I started my side hustle in photo and video um, nice. and I love it. It's, I'm not like working very hard on building it as a business. Like I'll take business as it comes. Um, but in the meantime, I'm working just on documenting getting my better life and growing my skills and getting better at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I um, think for me, the reason why I don't see photo and video as a side hustle is because, um, I kind of touched on it before, but like I, I, gradually found you know development and engineering as a creative outlet so every day i spend the whole day kind of solving these coding problems which is a creative outlet for me so i, I yeah. don't feel the need to kind of go out after a mundane job and flex my creative muscle like i get to do that all day long at work doing development and then also in a separate way telling stories through video or photos or, or whatever yeah. And I don't know if I mentioned on this episode already or not, but I'm also um, a software developer during the day. Um, and see, for me, like the way it happened, the way why I got into IT, I mean, I've always had, you know, love for computers and I love figuring things out. I love building them, putting them together. I loved, you know, troubleshooting certain issues and stuff like that. Um, but so after high school, I started going to a community college and I was pursuing a music degree. Um, and I wanted to like basically have my own record label, um, recording studio, all that stuff, because I wanted to basically produce my own music, but then also, you know, help other artists to, you know, basically grow and get them out there. Um, but as I was taking like all these classes and I'm loving them and all that stuff, I met my wife and then we got married. And then I got to a point where I'm like, is this going to 
you know, pay the bills. <laughs> um, right. To me, it's just because at the time I felt like as an artist, like you really, in order to make it, you have to know people, you have to have connections, especially in the music industry. I mean, there's so many, um, you know, recording studios, record labels out there that it's how are you going to stand out? Um, and you got to know people. You probably have to move to LA and all those typical things. Yeah. I think that's something that's true for many industries, but very apparent in entertainment. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to my music teacher about it and I was like, so, you know, because I start talking to him like, Hey, so how did you get into this? Like, why didn't you, why did you want to be a professor? Like, why didn't you like start your own business of, you know, in music industry and all that. And he told me, he's like, listen in music like especially if you're gonna go and get a degree you're gonna have all these like student loans but then it will be really hard to make it you know um and which was to me like at the time i was like well thanks for the motivation buddy <laughs> you know <laughs> um but he said he said like but you know if you have you know passion and you have you like working on computers um then just you know like um go ahead and, you know, try getting, you know, taking some, some classes in IT and get your, you know, your, your, um, IT degree, um, in computers or whatever you want to do in that, um, tech world. And you can always come back and get your music degree. And I was like, all right, well, that's, you know, that's, that's cool. Um, I'll think about that. And, you know, the more I thought about it, you know, I wanted to have, um, a, a good, basically, paycheck every every uh two weeks or whatnot and so right the more i thought about it I got, I got really excited about the idea of getting into the tech world um so i did go to um a university and got my bachelor's in computer science um and then i got at the time i was working at wells fargo the bank and um i switched within wells were you fargo. doing it at wells fargo or no something else? no i was doing like you know, I was like a teller, a lead teller and personal banker, that kind of things. Okay. Um, like just the banking side of the bank. And then when I got my degree, I was able to find a job in the technology department and I moved there. Um, and that's how I kind of got into that. I started, you know, just testing software and then um, little by little, I, you know, started developing my own tools to help me out with my <laughs> with my testing and my things getting better. And then from there, um, I just kind of got into software development. And now I do software development, but more on the testing side of things. I'll automate tests to test nice. the software, uh, which I it's just something that I enjoy more than um, just working on fixing bugs and all that stuff. I, I loved finding bugs <laughs> in software. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Especially like, certain tests that take a long time to test manually. I'm like, I can automate that and make it, you know, do that same test that will take me about an hour and get it done in like three minutes, you know, just by running a script. Um, and that's like, that's definitely the creative process of development is yeah. like that fine tuning. And I think having that, that ability to like write a test that takes too long, that could be considered a failure and then just be like, okay, I'm going to do it better the next time. Like that's yeah. like a good quality to have as a creative. Um, yeah, because you, you start thinking of, you know, on how to fix things or like how to do things um, better. And, and that definitely uses the creative side of your brain um, yep. to, to get it done. So now, you know, I, I love doing it. Um, 
And it's funny because like in my last company, I, you know, I kind of worked my way up and got to a management position, but then that was so stressful. <laughs> um, especially when I'm trying to, you know, like work on my side hustle and my, you know, um, creative, um, uh, work outside of work. Um, I ended yeah, up you do like, a lot less creative stuff as a manager than you do yeah. as just a developer, yeah. you know, touching code every day. Exactly. It was more of um, just like dealing with timesheets and approving PTO. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. This is, this is not for me. <laughs> um, so I ended up leaving that job and I, you know, got another job where um, it's not a management position. Um, I'm a software engineer, but I'm a lead software engineer. So like I can lead people but i don't have to manage them <laughs> like yeah. i can tell them like this is how we do things or like show them you know coding standards and all that stuff but you know um it just and and that allowed me to have extra time when i come home because as a manager like i was working all the time <laughs> i'll go to work and then right. i'll come home and i have to log on and you know um issues that come up like i have to make sure that i have somebody that can work on it and all that stuff and um it's nice to actually go to work get that done and then when you're done you're done you come back home you spend time with your family and work on the things other things that you like your hobbies or side hustles and why not so that's that's kind of yeah. like um, my my life summed up in, <laughs> in what like thirty five minutes, forty minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think we both definitely have like the huge benefit of jobs that allow us time to create. Because I, I remember back when I was, you know, going to school and working a job and trying to freelance for more income and commuting a lot like there was very little time to do things for myself yeah so when you said you were going to school did, were you going to school for like for software development or engineering so um in in college college i kind of like i went to community college first and i was trying to find my way i was doing like i said animation graphic design and then architecture and then graphic design again when i transferred to a four-year um, mm -hmm. so i started going to get my graphic design degree um, and at that time i was working as like a graphic designer slash art director um, and doing freelance work and then for for whatever for whatever reason, like the way my units worked out and the way I'd actually transferred to the college, I was in the digital art program instead of the graphic design program. Okay. So I had like a fork in the road and I had to decide like which path I wanted to take. And um, <laughs> I ended up going to the digital art side because that's it's, so funny. it was, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit more interesting. It was like installation based and conceptual art um, with a little <laughs> bit of coding and stuff. So interesting uh, it's funny how like, we both kind of like reached that same fork in the road you know where we had exactly. to pick, you know tech or creative non-tech yeah non-tech <laughs> yeah well that's cool so now you know you guys heard a little bit more about me a little bit more about him um and really our goal out of this podcast is to kind of um help you pursue your creative um side of things um because a lot of times we can you know like oh become a family man you're a dad now and you feel like oh i got no time for for other things and um we're just trying to you know basically show you that it's it's okay to to kind of 
explore that creative side of you. Um, you know, you can be a dad and you can still pursue your dreams of whether that's, you know, <laughs> you want to get into IT or if you want to um, become a, a videographer or whatever your, um, your creative side is. And, um, and basically build a community out of this. Uh, we do um, like building communities. <laughs> We're part of a community right now <laughs> that we found through YouTube. Um, but um, you can actually find the Creative Dads on Twitter. So make sure to follow us on Twitter um, where we can have a bunch of those conversations. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us there. Um, and also you can um, find me and my um social handle is at Adil Constantine. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter um, and YouTube. And uh, what about you, Genki? Yep. Um, I'm Genki Hagata everywhere. Um, I'll put a link in the in the notes wherever those exist. Otherwise, that's <laughs> just at Genki Hagata, G-E-N-K-I-H-A-G-A-T-A, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Awesome. By the way, does your name mean anything? It's Japanese, right? Yeah, my name's Japanese. Um, if 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 you speak Japanese, you'll learn what Genki is like in lesson number one. Um, but basically, it's like, how are you? It's like how you greet people. Oh, it's like so. So it like the typical greeting is like, are you Genki? Okay. Are so, you Genki? Yeah. Like, but yeah, and I, like, I'm always you? Genki. I'm like, yeah, I'm Genki. <laughs> They're like, no, are you Genki? I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's my name. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, well, cool, man. Um, this is it. This is our first episode of the Creative Dads. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to subscribe. What do you What do you do on podcasts? You subscribe, right? You um, rate us up in iTunes and leave us a positive review. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we're mainly on Anchor, but you can also um, uh, this podcast will be available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all these other platforms. All so, the podcatchers. All yep. So follow us, um, you know, tweet at us at the creative dads um, on Twitter. And uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, on the next episode. Peace. See you then. See you. Bye. <laughs>